0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a band—the real-life misadventures of Rick Dunsford and friends. As always, I'm Dustin Bones, and please welcome the man of the hour, Mr. Rick Dunsford. Hello.
1: What's
0: up? What's up? Ah, it's a good day, man. We've been on here for like two hours getting ready for this show, and we've barely talked about the topic at all. I know, dude.
1: We're talking about everything else but the topic. Which is i guess it gives us a fresh, uh, it'll be your first take on it, so...
0: Yeah, and that's what we're going for. Our topic today is going to be the band Poison, because you've had many interactions with this band throughout the years, and we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of do like a little bit of a timeline of some uh, things that happened, primarily between 2002 and 2007. And we're going to walk through these. We'll talk a little bit about the band. First off, who out there has never heard of the band Poison? I
1: mean, shit, dude. If they're listening to this, they, everybody's probably heard of Poison, dude.
0: <laughs> well, if you haven't, uh, what's 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 three songs that you would recommend to somebody that's never heard of this band?
1: Well, my taste in... Uh... It's a little bit different, you know what I mean? I don't really like a lot of the mainstream hits. I like a lot of the B sides, you know. Um, right. I I don't know, man. Like, but if I had to choose, like more of the popular songs, I would like uh, "Fallen Angel" would probably be a good one. Yeah,
0: that's my first. That's my top.
1: Yeah, uh, "Fallen Angel" and "Ride the Wind." Uh, those are probably gonna be like the two that I would. Oh, uh, that I I love. Those are those are the bangers for me.
0: So then we'll throw in Talk Dirty to Me because everybody's got to hear that song at yeah. some point in their life. So there you go. Fallen Angel, Ride the Wind, Talk Dirty to Me. And you've probably heard... Like If you've never heard of the band Poison, you've heard the song Every Rose Has Its Thorn. You just don't know it's by Poison.
1: Uh, I thought it was Guns N' Roses, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was you there that day? Was you there with Dodson that day when I was fucking with him about Guns N' Roses? And... No, what happened? What... <laughs> okay let me give some let me give these guys some context real quick back home there's a radio station z985 and Dodson was at one point the only Dj on this whole station and uh he me and him were at um I think it was main street bar and grill in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's not there anymore. It's since shut down, but it was this little, uh, bar with a stage and it was right on the corner. Uh, on, uh, Oh fuck. I forget. I got well, main street. So, <laughs> but, um, me and you were getting ready to go to guns and roses in Atlanta for the first time. And, uh, I don't know why Dodson didn't really care for you that much. Well, I do know why, but I think that's a, that might be a whole episode. <laughs> you fucked my daughter. Rick used to call. Rick somehow got this dude, this radio DJ's phone number from our local area. And he would always call him and say, uh, You son of a bitch, you fucked my daughter. <laughs> And then he would he would cuss you out in his radio voice. That was the because his radio voice has still got a little bit of a southern twang to it. And he'd say, "Look here, motherfucker! I didn't fuck your goddamn daughter. Now, quick call. <laughs> <But>
1: the, <laughs> I, I do a lot of pranks, man. I, I'm doing this shit, dude. And I have i be picking people people to this day still, man. Uh, to this day, dude
0: but Dodson was like uh I heard you and dunsford was going down there to see guns and roses and I was like yeah I can't wait man He's like what songs do you like and I was and so I, I thought this would be a good time to fuck with him I was like I don't know my favorite GNR songs are probably talk dirty to me uh every rose has its Thorn,' and uh pour some sugar on me wow. <laughs> like, why' Guns and Roses. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. That's Motley Crue. Um I probably would <laughs> and I just started naming other songs that wouldn't shit. That's all there really was to it. it was, you don't know a goddamn thing about this band, do you? And I was like, Yeah, man, and I started naming all- <laughs> I was like, I even like some of their B sides, like House of Pain and um- Oh wow. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, it's so funny though, like when someone doesn't know who
1: Guns and Roses is and then They'll be like, "I only know that one song." Every rose has a thorn. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, I guess,
0: I guess it makes sense in your mind if you don't know of the band, anything about them, because rose roses. uh, I I guess
1: I don't know, man. But yeah, that song right there, dude. I always just drove me crazy when people would think that would be uh, GNR.
0: So shit, that song drives me crazy when I have to listen to it on the radio.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really listen to
0: radio anymore. Uh, not anymore. It's obsolete, but uh, we're glad that you guys are listening to podcasts now. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> podcasts are where it's at. I asked Dodson to be on a podcast one time uh with me to be a just be a guest and he was like no man i don't need to be on a podcast i do the real thing for a living well guess what nobody's listening to you anymore and they're listening to us now so guess what dodson we do the real thing for a living <laughs> yeah
1: i, I guess the last time i saw that guy was uh I was at a three Down did, concert i think
0: did you fuck his daughter Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> at a Three Doors Down concert? What the fuck were you doing at a Three Doors Down concert? Did your wife want to go or something?
1: Uh, no, dude. I, I don't know how I ended up there. It was a tunica. Uh, and uh, I guess a friend of mine from uh, work wanted to go. And uh, it was just chances to get away, you know, like have some fun. And,
0: uh, I got gotcha. you.
1: Know yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right, though. It was, uh, it was pretty fun, I guess.
0: I've been to some concerts I'm not proud of. I've been to Chevelle, uh, uh, <laughs> Hinder, oh, dude, and Nickelback about... in one night.
1: Oh, poor thing, man. <laughs> that was one of a, my
0: first concerts.
1: Probably had to have a couple of drinks for that.
0: Oh, I was shit-faced. I was definitely shit-faced. But I wasn't old enough to drink yet, so I had a, my aunt was with me, and she bought me the booze. <laughs>
1: Hey, have you ever went to a concert like not knowing much about the artist and then coming out leaving a bigger fan of that artist?
0: Yes, actually. Uh, Louder Than Life, I went and saw uh, at the festival. I stopped by and saw the band In This Moment because I've never uh, give their music much because I don't like screamy metal kind of shit. Yeah. But uh, I gave it a chance because all my friends were like, dude, we want to go see In This Moment. So I went because everybody else was going and it was a hell of a show. It was probably, uh, uh, and, and guns N' roses was on this show also, but in this moment was probably, uh, my second favorite thing on that show. My first favorite was dropkick Murphys. Actually, you know what? I think it goes dropkick Murphys in this moment, hailstorm, some 41 and guns N' roses fell as far as performances go that night. I'm sorry.
1: It is what it is, man. Like when you do the same shit every night, man, it gets boring.
0: I felt like I'd seen the show before.
1: Yeah. Sadly, everybody has now. And we're all well, going to see the same thing again.
0: Yeah. I'm going to Chicago in September. My uh, girlfriend and I, we've made a whole week in Chicago as our summer vacation It's going to be, we're going to, and Guns N' Roses is the last day of our vacation, and um, we're going to see the show, and I told her, and I've told Caputo, and I may have even said it on Guns N' Radio, but if I go to this fucking show, and I I, I even sprung a little extra to get floor seats, because I'm not getting, I'm not doing the GA thing, where I have to stand in line all day, and then pay like $800 now for a $150 ticket, Fuck that. (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore. I want a seat. I want to know where I'm going to go. I want to have my spot reserved. I'm on the floor, and I'm in a chair, but uh, if I go to this show and it feels like I've seen this before, this will be my last GNR concert that I attend. It's too expensive for a show that I've I've seen at this point.
1: No, you're not the only one saying that. I've heard a lot of people say the exact same thing. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying what show I'm going to, but I do got a pit <laughs> ticket, and I am 100 percent going, like legit going. So.
0: Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Catch up with us. to sure to listen to Band, the Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dusser and Friends, for Rick Returns.
1: <laughs> I'll return. It. Definitely returns.
0: <laughs> well, well, we won't talk about that too much because we still haven't told how Rick got banned on this show. It's out there, though. I mean, it's, if, if if you want to hear that story and you haven't already heard it on Eddie Trunk or read about it in what Rolling Stone or what the fuck ever, <laughs> I mean... Welcome to the... the, the that, that whole story was the infra, inspiration for this entire show. I don't know if I've told this on here before. But I was watching that go down. And, hearing, and I listened to Eddie Trunk and heard you tell the story and everything. And I was like, man, this story is lame. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lamest Rick story I've ever heard. And this is the one everybody's clamoring to. I was like, man, if people only knew the shit that this kid gets into... Like they would see that this is the lamest fucking story compared comparatively, just to the shit we've talked about on this show already. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I, don't really do, I find myself into uh, myself into some weird situations. Uh, some good, some bad. Mostly bad, I guess. Uh, but,
0: <laughs> Not always. Sometimes they start out bad and turn good.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know, man, it's just, I just live live life, man, and it just, shit happens, and you just ride with it.
0: Yeah. Well, the story we've got today is definitely not lame. We're going to talk about uh, Rick's experience with the band Poison, Brett Michaels and CeCe DeVille, uh, uh, specifically, I guess. And it all started in 2002 with the Holly Weird Tour they were just getting ready to release their new album Holly Weird and um, the tour for the album kicked off in Tupelo Mississippi on May 16th 2002 in all fucking places i don't know why
1: Tupelo but um, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> dude like it was like a big deal when that show came for uh, you know for people into that kind of music because we don't I mean, we didn't really get a lot of shit like that in town, you know, and uh, I remember uh, before you go to, like, everybody just buys tickets at Ticketmaster and all that, you know, you would go to, the, like, the local store and you'd buy your tickets for these shows. Oh, and yeah, I had, remember those days. Yeah, we had to go, like, we waited, we had to go, like, wait overnight and bought tickets, dude, and these were, like, all-assigned seats. There was no, uh, it was not a general admission show whatsoever, so we had probably about, like, 10th row seats.
0: Okay, but, uh, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, so I remember, like, I was really excited about that show. Uh, I was, you know, I was still in uh, school during this time. And, you know, I remember looking on their uh, tour dates, and it had uh, two days before the show, I had Tupelo Mississippi listed three times. And hmm. I kept thinking, like, why the hell are they playing three times? But then I was looking, they, and they put on their website that they're rehearsing for two of those days. And I kept thinking, like, what? That's going to be interesting because well I don't know why they would advertise that they're uh, that they're doing this you know rehearsing and uh, were they so letting was, people in? Nope. Uh, so I skipped school, dude, and went out there the first day of rehearsals. And so you know you see them they're learning everything in. Uh, I remember By the saying, way, this
0: is Tuesday, May fourteenth, two thousand two.
1: And the first member of Poison that, uh, we seen was CC C. DeVille. He was jogging around. And I remember asking for a uh, autograph, and he told me $10. $10, $4. For I swear, man. The dude was uh, a. Yeah, keep in mind, this, this is a. Uh, dude was still kind of. Sh- he wasn't. I guess he was strong ass still. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was still in a bad point. Well,. You know, so we just kind of like I was not, I was not going to pay ten dollars for a CC autograph, so all right, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, let him just keep walking by. And uh, about an hour or so later, Brett Michaels pulls up, and he was working out at the gym across the street from the Coliseum. and oh. yeah. So he was really kind of uh, shocked that there was kids out there wanting to meet him and want to see the show. Because I guess they used to play to an older audience, you know. Used to, well, yeah. Like, you know, like people in middle school or high school, you know, uh, really into the music. Uh, Brett Michael sat out there with us for like an hour, dude, just hanging out, talking, taking pictures, just telling us all kinds of stories.
0: Uh, does he work out with his wig on?
1: Yes, he does. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> absolutely,
1: yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> That's dedication, like, man. Dude. Uh, Dude, but like this lot, this show though, man, was a uh, what was cool about it though, like the, that you could hear them rehearsing later that night, and you hear Brett Michaels uh, uh tell security, "Hey, bring those kids inside, bring them inside." So there was like ten of us got to wait, like, ten of us got to come inside and watch Poison just like rehearse.
0: Like, <laughs> that's cool.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm, like I've got pictures. of it eating like only ten people in there, you know, and it's mostly just teenage kids in there, man, watching this uh go down. And then and Brent Michaels was really into it, you know. And then uh, I tried my I tried my luck with CC one more time. I asked him for his guitar pick after they got done, and he just kind of like he was he was again an asshole, dude. And I didn't understand why this dude was such an asshole. Hmm. But uh, so the next day uh, we went, we skipped school again. We went back out there, and uh, again we got to hang out with Brent Michaels again. Uh, we got to. Talk to uh, Ricky Bobby uh, CC was still kind of a jerk so we didn't really, he would walk by us so we didn't even say oh. nothing to at this point
0: so Ricky Bobby was there that's pretty cool I mean I didn't know NASCAR people would be into poison but you know <laughs> Yeah. I, I wonder fun. how many people listening will get that joke <laughs> Dude, it took me a minute. I'm like, oh shit, because I was thinking, shaking really bake,
1: shaking bake, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but like I so said, the second night of rehearsals, oh, uh, somehow or another, the band came up with an idea for doing some kind of like radio contest. That uh, that we only gonna let 200 people come in, and then we're gonna do like a, a mini set to make to work out all the kinks and bugs, you know, because they've been yeah. rehearsing a lot. Well. We didn't even know anything about the contest because we're just hang- out there hanging out backstage. And then uh, Poison Security comes and gets us, it's been out there for those two days, walks us in, and he said, Brett wants you guys right here. Puts us right there in the very front. And then oh, about 10, nice. 10 minutes later, they let in to 200 uh, radio, to 200 people that won the contest or whatever. And they got to come in, and we got to watch another Poison show, dude. It was another little product Poison show, which was awesome. And then,
0: um, so you get two private shows before the show that you actually bought tickets to, and you were actually further away on the one you paid for.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to be further away. So okay, uh, yeah. So we get to the show the next night, and uh, again, we got to go in. We got to go in early, and uh, and we there's supposed to be all these rows of seats, but then we notice there's like a big gap, like a. Uh, like a 20-foot gap between the front row and the stage and Brett purposely had him push it back so that he could have uh, so they could have kind of like a like you know how Guns N' Roses does their shows now they have that little section in the front for the pit but then they have the mm-hmm. assigned seats behind it well then yeah. it was an advertiser not was not was the, uh, the pit or anything so uh, we just walked up to the stage uh, and just kind of we were the first ones there just standing there security didn't make us go back or anything oh. Yeah, so we were, like, right up in the very front, and then everybody started coming up there. And uh, I remember there was this, uh, this like, rich snob, this asshole dude whatever. He was throwing a fist saying, I paid a fortune for my seats. And uh, and he was complaining about all of us being in front of him when he bought his proper ticket. And the security was like, okay, everybody go back to your seats. And then everybody just kind of looked at the security, and the security said, sorry, they won't listen. And was, he was just being a smartass to that guy back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, we had a uh, it was Faster Pussycat, uh, Winger, and uh Cinderella that opened up for Poison. And it was I mean it was a pretty cool show, man. It was a lot of fun, and, and Brett Michaels is really a uh, really a cool dude. You know what I mean? Like really nice, real friendly.
0: Before we go uh, any further. We're talking about the BankCorp Style Center, Tupelo, Mississippi, yep. May 16, 2002. I'm going to ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, what was a winger like?
1: Oh, I don't know, dude. I, I went and go see winger again, did I? <laughs> I mean, this dude was just sitting there, he was walking around. Uh, I went, he was just playing as a, what does he play, bass?
0: I don't know. I don't listen to Winger. Uh, I I can't think of any Winger songs.
1: I don't... I I think he was playing a bass. I'm not sure. But anyway, when he was playing, he kept doing this thrusting in front. Like, he was just playing... It it was either a guitar bass, but whatever he was playing, he kept thrusting, and then whenever uh, She's Only 17 comes on, you know, that's the only song anybody knew about.
0: There we go. Okay. I had to Google Winger songs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, She's Only 17 is the... Is the only song I knew by Winger. That Faster Pussycat was there, and when they came on stage, dude, you would have thought it was like uh, Marilyn Manson or something, dude. These dudes were like totally, like, like, just looked totally goth, man. I did not expect that from them. Because, you know, uh, I, I knew uh, House of Pain.
0: Oh, yeah, Faster Pussycat has a lot of really good songs. Unfortunately, that's a band that I feel like got lost to time because there's only 24 hours a day and only so much time a classic rock radio station can dedicate to playing classic rock. So some amazing bands like Metal School and fucking uh, Faster Pussycat end up getting bumped off of that lineup, unfortunately. And so you you know what I mean you gotta be <clears throat> you gotta be a real classic rock fan to, to find these bands especially when you weren't alive back then and uh, Faster Pussycat if you haven't already I personally highly recommend going and checking out some of their songs what about Cinderella because I only know one song by them
1: Dude, Cinderella was on scale to being like they are were- awesome dude uh they were absolutely amazing i'm sorry i'm just making a transition to uh inside man because it's kind of hot outside
0: oh yeah it's like 100 yeah. degrees out here
1: yeah, i sweat my balls off here but uh <laughs> <laughs> there we go I feel much better yeah but uh cinderella dude was absolutely great they uh uh i met tom K- uh keeper uh earlier and before i believe it was right after the show honestly uh but, uh, I mean, but it was a great show overall, dude. Uh, Poison played a lot of that, uh, played a lot of their new music. Um, and, of course, they did all the hits. But, you know, so after that show, uh, Brett Michaels was about to embark on a uh, solo tour for the Songs of Life. Uh, for his
0: uh, solo album. Yeah. <clears throat> when did that album come out? Did that come out in 2003. Yes. So it's a little over. Uh, it's a little over a year later when you went to uh, Starkville, Mississippi, to see Brett Michaels' uh, solo. It was November sixth. And what what would you say is? I mean, I'm sure it's highly scaled down. When Poison plays, do they have pyro dancers and all that shit?
1: They had the pyro. The only dancers were. Uh... Or them they, uh, choreographing the their cheesy little uh, pelvic oh. thrust and all that, you know, just you know, like the Us doing okay. pop dance and all that. But no, okay, uh, yeah, but with like Brett Michaels, it was totally scaled down. It was just in a hole in the wall club, and honestly, I enjoyed those shows a lot more. Um, was
0: it acoustic or what? Did he, he have a full a, band?
1: Yeah, full band. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he would play a lot. Of, uh, he was playing a lot of music off of his "Songs of Life" album, which I thought was a really good album. I was I was a real big fan of it. Uh, and then we got to hang out with Brett Michaels uh, during that uh, a lot during that. Uh, he and he would always uh, remember the Tupelo Kids is what he would call us. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, and he, he had to say his uh, manager uh, Gina or a lady that worked for Brett Michaels uh, Gina. She was a. Uh, she, was, she remembered us from the Tupelo show, and so uh, that was kind of our way of just getting to hang out with Brett Michael again, you know, because he really, uh, I guess he really liked the part with uh, a younger audience coming in, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's got to be cool, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. But And then uh, uh about a few weeks after that, we went to uh, Nashville, and when I talk about a hole in the wall, dude, there was this, uh, like they played this club, I forgot what it was called, but.
0: Exit uh, Inn, is what it's called.
1: Yeah, it was just a real, small place, and, uh, and that was a badass show too, man.
0: Yeah, this was November 30th.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, so we, uh, about, and then, I've seen Poison a few more times, you know, after that, uh, I I know I went to Dallas to see, them. uh, and that was like for, uh, the Glam Slam Metal Jam Tour, I believe it was called. And I know it had Quiet Riot and Warrant on it. And Enough's Enough.
0: That's pretty awesome. I I don't know Enough's Enough. I've never heard of them. But uh, Quiet Riot and Warrant and Poison all at one show. That's fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, and what was cool about that show was um, I was able to score legit front row seats for it because I bought tickets right when they went on sale at my local record store in Tupelo. And, uh, <clears throat> and whenever they played rock and roll at night, they cut. They did a Kiss cover to close the show out with, and got got to hop on stage with them, dude. They were letting a lot of fans just get on stage. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, so it was a <clears throat> it was a fun experience, man. But so let's fast forward to about uh, two thousand and seven. Uh, you know, I've been doing my uh, my booking and uh, promoting events. Well, I saw a perfect opportunity for something never done before, which was like an after party. And I know that uh this agent uh had messaged me talking about poison uh you know with this poison tour going on that they're doing uh CC the Bills looking for after party host, you know, just uh, he's gonna appear after poison shows. And whatever I want to do with the event is just kind of up to me, you know. So the more I thought about it, I'm like, well I think that I could probably sell this event pretty good as long as I got to go to the poison show and promote it, you know, which was part of yeah. the agreement I had with, uh, agent. You well, got to
0: let me in poison for free and <laughs> put me in the pit in the front row.
1: Oh, dude, it was better than that, dude. Uh, oh, wait, it was way better than that. Okay. So, All right. What happens? So we get there next. And the agent tells us we get there. They hand us, had me and my wife. We get these all access passes. And I mean, we are like, security's not saying nothing, not saying nothing to us. And we're like running around selling tickets to everybody that's there. Like Cece Deville's appearing right after the show. Come hang out, dude. We were like slinging tickets left right. Everybody was buying them because I mean, you know a show, you know what I mean, and you know that you go meet Cece right afterwards to hang out with them, you know. And it's like twenty five yeah. bucks, you know everybody's gonna everybody's buying these tickets but so oh, yeah talking about, so with like unprecedented our access to this show dude like you know how you have the rail then you have security and then you have the stage well yeah. behind the rail you know you have the crowd and then in between the rail and the stage you know that's where security is well mm-hmm. me and my wife we got to go we were in between uh we were right there where the security was yeah the whole thing.
0: <laughs> nice so
1: we we didn't have to worry about no crowds squishing us or anything like that. And the pictures, man, were insane, like how close we were. Nobody um, grabbing
0: your wife's butt.
1: No, I just grabbing mine. It was weird, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that happens to me at every show I go to for some fucking reason.
1: But, like, uh, after the show, which was cool, man, because uh, I remember we immediately walked backstage where the tour buses were, where, and it was this. You can see Brett Michaels' bus because it had a big picture of Brett Michaels on it, and it said "Rock a Love." And at this, point, huh. I had no, we had no idea what the hell "Rock a Love" was because it hasn't premiered yet. You know, so okay. it was just getting—it was getting ready. It was just advertising it, you know. Um, and they then, could have been
0: filming it too, somewhat. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I have no idea. All I know, is, I see these promotions for it, and then that's what got me to watch, check out the show when it first came on because. You know, I remember seeing that damn bus with an advertisement on it. But, uh, so after that, you know, CeCe's guy tells us that they're getting ready to load up and they'll meet us at the club. Uh, we go to this, uh, club that, that was going to host the party. And, uh, I remember getting there, the place was packed, everybody's having a good time. Well, I see CeCe's bus pull up around back. And I go back there to greet them, and then... At this point, you all know, like every time I met CC, he was always an asshole, or he was strung out, or something. You know, like so I yeah. didn't know what I was going to get. You know, I thought <clears throat> I was going to, I thought it was going to be a long night. You know, well, oh,
0: just, to, just to, I hate to interrupt you, but just to go back to Rock of Love, Rock of Love would premiere on VH1. This all this happened on July eleventh, two thousand seven. Rock of Love premiered July fifteenth, two
1: thousand seven. Yeah. Dude. Dude, that, it was, Yeah, I know. I knew they were getting ready to launch it. They had advertisements everywhere for it. But, uh, yeah, so when CeCe got off the bus, he looked at me, and then he came and, like, dude, he grabbed my face, put, like, both of his hands on my face, and I straight up thought this dude was about to kiss me, man. I was I was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I remember thinking, like, oh, what the, what is going on here? You know, like, is this dude on something right now? And then he you know, was... <laughs> He was smiling. Real big. He was like, "He's so young. You're so young, man." Like he was talking in his <laughs> weird CC voice, talking about how young I was. And he gave me this big hug. And, uh, and he just told, he told me how happy he was that, that the event turned out really. Uh, you know that there was so many people there because I guess those events are hit or miss for him. You know what I mean? And yeah, and you know like, I was probably. Uh, I don't remember how old I was. Uh, 2007, uh, about 14 years ago.
0: Yeah, 2007, let's see, let's do the math. In, two, uh, in in 2004, I was 18, so 19, 20, tw- about 20, 21.
1: Yeah, so I think I was 20. Around because, about. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember being 20 for this show.
0: We but, had, we, we're, we're the exact same age. I don't know if I said that on this show or not, but Rick and I are three days apart. Yep. I think I'm older than you by three days.
1: So yours is on the 18th, and mine's on the 23rd. I think it's five days. Oh, okay,
0: so five days. Okay, so I'm five days older than you.
1: (laughs) But, you know, so at this show, man, it was, uh, well, at this after party, you know, we had like two, uh, there was two bands playing in the background. CeCe was there just... Uh, meeting everybody, shaking hands, taking pictures, really, really friendly guy. Totally different from the guy that I met in Tupelo uh, years ago when I was uh, for the Hollywood show. You know, like, totally different. You could tell he was clean. And, he didn't uh, remember
0: you, though, obviously. He was probably no, fucked up back then, so...
1: No, 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 because he was just good. He was a jerk to me back then, but at this show, he was, like, super nice. And listen to how great he was then. Uh, after the event was over, he... Asked me did uh he asked me did a farewell and I said yeah the show did great and uh, he was real happy with the turnout and uh, after he left he pulled over on the side of the road uh because he forgot to send something back to me but and this one fan went to go meet him down the road because I couldn't leave and then he brought a pitch he brought this picture back that CC he filled out for me a signed and wrote me a a letter you know with it thanking me for it. And I, I ended up framing it. and fact, put up somewhere. i got to dig it out, though. But, <laughs> you know, but it was, that right there, man, was just like, uh, it was probably like, it was really cool, man, because I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't expect to have that kind of access to this Poison show, uh, you know, just to be right there at the stage. Because every time I see Poison, man, I always end up having, like, some kind of cool access, you know. But, oh, yeah. uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, and so after I did that show, uh, I think I saw Poison maybe one more time since. But so you fast forward to about 2018. Brett Michaels is on a solo tour, and he's doing a show with Firehouse in Tunica, Mississippi. I'm thinking, man, it's been about 10 years since I've seen Brett. Uh, that would be kind of fun to go see this again, you know? Yeah. And uh and, I'll, and I always like seeing the solo shows because I've, I like the solo music. Uh, some of it better than the poisonous material. Right, right. So, so I go to this show, man. I was so let down by it. So let down. It was probably like... It's the only time I left the a uh, show like that, you know, really feeling kind of like cheated because all they played were... The set list was like 12 songs and every single song was a Poison song. And I was Damn. thinking like... Man, if I wanted to hear poison music, I would go see poison. You know, like, I was hoping. Yeah.
0: To,
1: you know, I was hoping to it'd hear be, it.
0: It'd be like going to see Danzig and all he played was Misfit songs, although that might be better.
1: Yeah, that actually wasn't better, but. <laughs> 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 yeah, because Danzig's music kind of, uh, I don't know, man. His solo stuff, dude, is just. Eh, Motherfucker.
0: I'm going to hurt your feelings, man. Grave's solo shit doesn't hold a candle to his Misfit shit, in my opinion. Oh, yeah,
1: I agree, dude.
0: <laughs> I think Gorch is really good, and I think uh, Radio Deadly is really good, and that's about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's about it. Yeah, man. Like, but I don't know, man. It was, uh, you know, like I know Brett when he was on uh, when he goes on stage. You know, he was, it was so cheesy the last time I saw him. He was like, "Guys, we're here. We're gonna party all night. We're gonna we're gonna play everything." And I'm looking at the sad list. And I'm like. Well, it only looks like you're gonna play twelve songs. But well, we'll see how this turns <laughs> <goes> out.
0: <laughs>
1: and then like halfway through the set, it, friends, like, we're just getting started, guys. We're just getting started. You know, and I keep looking at this set list that's right in front of me. And we're we're closing in on the last song, you know, and it's about like an hour and a hour, or ten minutes into the set. Well guys, we have fun and with you tonight. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's it's a lo- party, bro. <laughs> it's like kiss man how they sing i want to rock and roll all night but the show ends at 10 yeah. <laughs> i like, told somebody they're old now they go this is all night at their age <laughs>
1: yeah i remember thinking like man this i was kind of pissed off at the show because like i mean not even one so, not even one solo song dude not one solo song by him man it was just
0: nothing but poison songs Oh, that's a shame. Maybe he'll do better in the future. Is he still is he still touring solo?
1: Yeah, probably so, dude. I I don't really keep up with poison much anymore. Uh, you know, there's actually yes. Really?
0: Yeah, I'm loading up his tour dates for this year. Right now. Um, I don't know what the set list is gonna look like, obviously, but um Let's see. He's coming to, and this is all for July. July 2nd, uh, 2021, for those of you listening in the future. Uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Uh, Then he's got three private events not listed to the public. Uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana on August 21st. Uh, Oh, Atlanta, Georgia on uh, June the 16th we've had some fun in uh, June and then uh, in, or, uh, sorry that's 2022 my bad the, the Atlanta one's in 2022 because then in 2022 after that Poison, Def Leppard and Motley Crue resume their stadium tour That'll which I sure will right I'll be attending the one in Kansas City on July 19th, 2022
1: See, right there, man, I can just already see this tour, man. It yeah. is, Motley Crue is going to make an ass of themselves. I mean, Vince Neil, dude. it's a, it's going to be a comedy show right there. Def Leppard's probably gonna be, going to be...
0: I'm not going for, I'm not going for Motley Crue. They're the headliners, but I'm not going for them. I'm going for Joan Jet. I'm going for Poison, and I'm going for Def Leppard. Because if you've got Joan Jet, Poison, and Def Leppard, that alone is an amazing concert.
1: Yes. I so, awesome.
0: Love, man. What I'm thinking is, is I'm going to go see Poison, Joan Jett, uh, and Def Leppard. Motley Crue will probably come out, play my favorite songs, uh, the songs I want to hear at the beginning of the set list, like they always do. And then I'll go duck out into the st- into the <laughs> into the stadium again, walk around, see who I bump into.
1: Well, it's be ridiculous with that show right there, man. It's like I don't understand how Motley Crue is going to headline the show, and this still came out holding a note.
0: I know man did you hear about Vince Neal's uh, situation I think it was two weeks ago now yes where where his throat went out yeah we, we made fun of him for that on guns and radio so it,
1: it's the same shit different year with him man it's, the dude just gets bigger he can't he can't see what the damn dude <laughs> <I read it. laughs>
0: he never could man Vince Neal's always sucked live man. They even say work. in the movie that they hired him for his looks. Because he gets chicks. That's the only reason they hired him. They say that in the movie. They've never hid the fact I mean, that Vince Neil sucks live. Have you seen,
1: him, have you seen his look lately? Uh, I don't uh, see him coming in too many chicks.
0: Uh, I don't know, man. He has a tendency to call my phone when we start doing these podcasts. I wouldn't want to Beetlejuice him into existence. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But man, uh guys, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you would like to book Rick Dunsford to come with you to a poison concert, all you gotta do is buy his tickets, buy his airfare, and send him two hundred dollars. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Still
1: poison dude, book it through
0: I mean, me so I can get my ten percent.
1: Fucking poison, dude. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> And you know what like i'm not like really like this hardcore poison fed or anything you know it's like i just love like that uh i love i love the 80s genre you know I love, well like, you've
0: also had some really good experiences with the band and
1: yeah and uh and that's that's what i'll say man like Brett michaels is like probably like one of the nicest dudes i've ever met dude like genuinely nice like and, and cc does really, redeem
0: like, himself though
1: yeah cc definitely did redeem himself uh but I thought that was really cool of him, you know, like you can tell a 90 day difference, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know what, what kind of shit he was on, you know, but
0: before we, before we wrap up though, I got one thing I want to tell. Do you remember when, uh, you called me at work cause Brett Michaels was in town and you were like, dude, fuck what you're doing. Fuck that job. Let's go. Let's go meet Brett right now. Because somebody... I'm not going to say what he was buying or nothing like that. That's private information. Somebody you knew was selling an item to Brett Michaels. And he was coming to town to pick it up himself. And the dude yeah. called you and was like, Dude, get over here right now because Brett Michaels is on his way. And uh, we'll get to him. And so then you immediately called me i'm sitting at work and at the time uh rick and i worked together but we had different days off and rick sat beside me so then i'm sitting there watching my phone blow up and it was rick and i had to let it go to voicemail then two seconds later it was lighting up again and it's rick again and so i was between uh i was talking to a customer and then when the customer hung up i finally answered the phone (laughs) because rick kept calling me right back i was like dude you want to meet brett michaels right now and (laughs) I didn't have the time, because that job had a point system for taking off, and I didn't have the time to to go and uh, take off work to, to go do that. Did that fall through, or what happened there? When I, I, was, I didn't get to go to that, so I'm just curious. Yeah, dude, it actually did
1: go through. I forgot about that. It reminds me that I actually went to another concert for free that I uh, forgot all about, because uh, the keyboard player... I forgot his name. Uh he was there we were bowling with him, and he ended up giving me his phone number and uh told me to uh told me to call him uh whenever they come into town. Uh I think it might have been Memphis maybe. And uh, I don't know was
0: that uh or well, right now the only people that I can find is Blues Sasano, Richie Coatsen, maybe Will Dott I don't know. There's uh, there's a few they've they've go they've gone through a lot of those apparently.
1: Yeah, uh, there was a I don't know my favorite lineup with the with the Brett Michaels band though uh, he had a band called uh, American Anthem. Uh, when I saw him at the Remington Hunt Club and in uh, and in Nashville uh, for the Songs of Life album, uh, there was this band called American Anthem, and that was his uh, and that was the band, but they were also the opening band for him as well.
0: Oh, that's and, cool. Uh,
1: yeah, those guys, I'm still, I still keep in touch with some of those guys, man, but, uh, they're no, they're no longer whip rat anymore. But
0: Going back to the free concert you got to go to, uh, what happened there?
1: Uh, yeah, I just texted a keyboard player and told him, I think it was the Tunica again, man. Uh, I think was, I forgot all about that show, but yeah, I texted him, like, hey, bro, and then Tunica, and then he came out and handed me a ticket, and then, uh, I got to go see it again, you know? I got to go see another show.
0: When Uh, was that? About 2012,
1: you think? Possibly, dude. I think so.
0: Uh, yeah. May 2nd, 2012. Uh, Maybe. No, I'm wrong. That's incorrect. I don't know. I I can't find it because there's too many. They've played Tunica too many times for me to pinpoint.
1: Yeah, it, it happens sometime between... Whenever me and you worked together in uh, probably 2016 or something. It was uh, somewhere between that time or 2014, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I did get to go see him again. Uh, I don't really remember too much about that show. But uh, I do remember Big John from uh, Rock of Love was there.
0: Oh, nice. Nice.
1: Yeah, because I, yeah, I, was, I, was, I remember sitting at this uh, slot machine, and this dude just straight over like, walks right behind me, and then I like, oh, shit. You
0: know, gotta your <laughs> well, that's pretty cool man I mean so yeah you've actually had many great experiences with this band besides poison and obviously GNR uh I it sounds like that's probably a band that you've interacted with one of the most if if not the most
1: yeah and it wasn't really intentional either you know like well I mean they like a lot of times when you meet these artists or not they kind of just want to have very limited at interaction with fans, you know, I guess yeah. that's the best way to describe it. They want their own time, but with Poison, it was a little bit different, you know, they, uh, they seem to enjoy, uh, I guess the, the celebrity they have, you know, and enjoy talking to uh, younger fans, you know? Uh, oh yeah. So they really, they really embraced that and it was pretty cool, you know, because like I said, man, before you, there are so many uh so many assholes, so many jerks in the industry that uh it was actually a, a nice breath of fresh air. You know I mean to have uh, someone like Brett Michaels just really embrace it and wanna be around you, you know what I mean? Like because you know, look at like someone like uh I mean you remember we met Slash, you know, uh, it was just <laughs> kinda like to sign one thing to get out of his way come on you know keep it going you know it, it was just kind of like
0: a i mean he didn't have to come out there at all so i mean the fact that he yeah, even
1: yeah showed like, up well well, what i mean like with slash you know it's kind of like hurry up let's get it done with brett Michaels, would be like well, sit down let's have let's talk a little while let me tell you some crazy stories you know like was,
0: which by the way the slash in atlanta story we've got coming very soon on the show
1: Dude, I can't wait for that one, man. That's
0: going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, and um, I've got a bunch of... Uh, dude, I'm sure I've got more Poison stories, but like I said, there's so many times that... That's one of the bands like Kiss, Poison, and Guns N' Roses. Those are like the bands I've seen probably more than any other band. You know, and there's just so many times that... There's forgotten times I've seen Poison. You know, like... <laughs> You know, I think, yeah. was I at the show? Like, I don't know. Hey, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, my parents were real big into, like, the 80s rock, too, and all that. So, it's like, you know, that's kind of like uh, when I was a kid, you know, always had my way, I always had my rise to get to these shows, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. So, yeah. I've interacted with Mama and Papa Dunsford a few times, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, they are definitely, uh, at least, the former rock and roll. They're, no, they're currently rock and roll types. They're just older and got their shit together now. <laughs> I can imagine if we did the same podcast with Mama and Papa Dunsford, what the fuck kind of stories we would get? <laughs> oh
1: god! Oh god, bro! <laughs> but, Never you know. But I, uh, so. <laughs> no, I would just say this though, man. Like Poison Man, like uh, they were, uh, they were definitely better back in uh, the early 2000s. With the enemy you know? Than they were. In the latter years you know because i guess it just turns into like a greatest hits thing now you know because when you go see them now you're not going to get nothing new or or do where you're just going to get the same the same shit they played in the 80s you know in early 90s mm-hmm. that's all you're just going to get that same set list over again you know you're not going to get yeah like because i know they released uh power to the people the those an out you know the album power to the people always I always love that song, dude. It's a little bit heavier than uh, what Poison usually does, and I uh, know they don't play stuff like that anymore. It's just poppy, you're a skinny pop, it's nothing but a good time. You know, you're just gonna get those same songs over and over again. So it's kind of like you get the same show over and over again. And it just kind of loses its fun, you know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool, you know, meeting them and all that again, but it's just I don't know, man. It just I like I like having the playlist change a, di- a bit, you know.
0: Oh yeah, and guys, they're going back on tour, so I guess everybody out there can get their tickets and find out for themselves and let us know your experiences. We've got a lot of links in the description of this podcast where you can come into our Discord and talk to us and uh, share your experiences. Tell us what you thought about the episode. You can even leave a voicemail for Rick and we'll play it on the show. All kinds of great content and things that we, and bonuses and extras that we feature all for free, but if you need a little bit extra, you can go to GunsAndRadio.com where you can watch the video version of this and every other podcast that we do, and uh, you even get the episodes the day they are taped, so like if you're a GunsAndRadio.com member, you're listening to this episode on Saturday, what is the fucking day, June the 12th, then we, we taped this on June 12th. But everybody else, come back every Wednesday for another fun story. And uh, you want to say anything before we go?
1: Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. And uh, we'll have uh, another great story, I'm sure, next week. Uh, we'll got talk about that in a minute then.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that when we're off the air. We'll figure out what we want to do next week. We don't like to do that one Nadia, on Because this one, Poison wasn't even on the list, of uh, on our hit list, if you will, <clears throat> of things that... Uh, uh, we we definitely knew we were going to talk about it on this show. So, yeah, it's I mean, kind like a... of one these
1: days, It's kind of like one of these things, dude. I have to go look at my like uh, massive hard drive that I have, and I have to go through and look at like because I document everything I ever do, man. Like I've always done that. I have <laughs> so many pictures, and I'm like, damn, I've got a lot of poison shit. Let's let's do a poison episode, bro.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh of course you can join us each and every Wednesday for a brand new episode of Band The Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends. Uh and plus uh we're gonna do a little teaser because nothing's been launched yet, but we're about to have some merch maybe soon. So <laughs> some legacy merch. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. And uh yeah, until next time, I'm Dusted Bones. This is Mr. I'm Rick, Rick Dunsford. You want to reshoot? Jesus. Let's reshoot. Let's reshoot our ending right now and leave it in the edit. I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Rick Dunsford. We'll see you next week.
1: Deuce.